welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy 45 minutes of training for you and your yoga business. Hi folks, it's Amy McDonald here. I have a super duper podcast lined up for you today. I'm going to take you inside the Keep Growing Mastermind. So as some of you might know, I have a special program that's just for folks who have graduated from my Growing Your Yoga Biz program, been a client of mine, or in fact, been on one of my retreats. And it's a small group. We get together regularly uh, to do coaching and leverage business. And I also once a month bring along a special guest to talk on a topic that I'm really passionate about and that I believe is going to be in service to my people. And this month, um, we had a great conversation with Alex from Verve Superannuation Fund, which is Australia's very first superannuation fund by women for women. For those of you who don't know what superannuation is, it's a scheme uh, in Otalia that helps us save for retirement. Not sexy, you say? Guess what? You know what's not sexy? Actually, the fact that being a woman in the healing arts double compounds in a bad way to mean that by the time you get fabulously older, you're considerably less likely to have the cash you want to maintain the lifestyle. When you build into that the fact that your body is your greatest business asset and no matter how good you are at, I don't know, full moon bathing, raising your kundalini, chances are you're going to get old, honey. So this week we're talking about why actually financial security uh, is important, why it's important to think about it. And as Alex is going to share with us, never saw this coming, love it so much. This is a way that you can actually get a little bit political. Who knew it? 20 bucks a week. Nice. Enjoy. Oh, before I launch into the great training from Alex and me nerding out about money, just wanted to remind everybody, did you know what happened this week? Holy smokes, among other things, this is what happened. Registrations opened up for the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat in 2020. OMG. Yes. Yes. So uh, we are opening up tier one tickets right now. Uh, I know, like, like no joke, uh, at the time of recording, which is at the right now, uh, like I've had 100 people say, yeah, yeah, I'm coming. You haven't booked the tickets yet, folks. So registration hack 101. If people say they're coming, that's not a registration. Money in the bank, that's when you can officially say someone is registered. So if you want to get yourself registered and get T1 pricing, have at it for Easter. Hop on in. Oh, that was bad. The URL, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreat. So if you've got no idea what I'm talking about, essentially it's my yoga business boot camp in Thailand, one of my favorite places in the world, IWP, very special uh, ashram, uh, non-violent communication kind of training center. It's like one of the, I think one of seven feminist built uh, retreat centers in the world. Very cool place, full of love. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we go there for a week, do lots of training with me. We do yoga, we do meditation, we do noodling around in the afternoon because why not? Uh, make friends, eat too much incredible Thai food, have a bloody nice time. Uh, there are five places available at Tier 1. Tier 1 is Amy's way of saying the super, 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 super early bird. Uh, normally, uh, registration's three grand. Tier 1, 1800 Nice. Check it out. Amy McDonald. 
www.com.au forward slash retreats. And now, here's Alex and me nerding out about money. All right, folks. So welcome. Uh, we are in for a treat today because we have a special guest uh, who's who I met at actually a women's business, um, what would you call it, Alex? Like a, a fair, I suppose, is it? Like a... Yeah, in this radical little town of Castlemaine, which <laughs> I, I didn't know was such a hub for amazing, cool women doing cool stuff. Um, and yeah, just like a kind of, a, I guess, a, a women's fair, just showcasing all of our amazing wares. Yeah, there was. And, and there was also, so there was women there that make things and they're selling those, but there was also women's services, like things like chiropractic and physio and blah, blah. But Alex was there to talk about um, her superannuation fund. And I went to some of the training that their fund put on, which was just that stuff about uh, women's financial literacy and, um, and empowerment, financial empowerment just floats my boat. So I am so delighted to have you here and talking to us, Alex, because the women um, in this group are obviously awesome. And when I shared with them, the key take home I got from meeting you and going to that training was if your business isn't making enough money to live on and to put away, your business isn't making enough. And I was, I, these women, Tracy and Susan, they were like, I, they probably remember because I was raving about this idea because it's so important. And yet, I suspect that. For, I don't know, ladies, type into the chat here, but I would imagine that for the majority of the people in my community, that's not a reality. And definitely not when it comes to any type of retirement saving or thinking for the, like the longer term, even saving for tax, let alone saving for retirement. So I'm so excited to have you here. Why don't you tell us a bit more about who you are, what you do, who you work for? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, for starters, it's so exciting to be here and to speak to women from um, like all types of different communities, particularly self-employed, freelance contractors. This is just such an important issue for you. Um, and I'm so glad. I think a huge part of what Verve has set out to do is to be kind of a disruptor and a little bit of a niggly, um, kind of a, a nice like girlfriend who keeps telling you like, oh, like, you know, maybe you should think about, you know, investing or maybe you should think about your super. And so that's still coming from a really um, aligned and friendly place. There's no fear in anything that we um, that we put out and we, that we communicate, but it's definitely just making sure that this is coming into your mind as often as possible because, you know, there are things that we can do as individuals to, to, to change our situation. Um, so Verve Super is Australia's first super fund for women by women. Um, yeah, I know it's a little bit, of, we, we say it a lot. So we miss, sometimes we miss the like, you know, drum roll or, um, <laughs> that key moment. But yeah, so 93% of financial services companies are run by men for men. Um, sorry, no, they're not necessarily run for men. I see there's like a bit of a slip there. Um, they're run by men and often kind of founded by men. So I think... And I we, think maybe it was... I mean, yeah, the, the stat might not have been accurate in your slip, but it's definitely, you know, the, the, a lot yeah, of the accuracies of those run, services. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, well, that's it. Like, so they're... they're they are run by men. Um, and I think when you are, like when people are creating things, obviously they're looking through their own lens. Um, and if you have, you know, a very um, kind of homogenous group of people creating the financial services sector, then it, it 
it applies quite homogeneously. And that's what we've seen. So um, the reason that Verve came to be is because we really felt that with women retiring with 47% less super than men, that's close to half. And having such, you know, when we look at those bigger bigger balances in superannuation, there's just so few women that actually have um, have those bigger balances and that, and that are, you know, kind of being financially supported in their retirement in the way that they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we felt that it was time to provide a consumer voice to this mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. There are some really great organisations out there that are working around women's financial um, empowerment. However, it's like where are we able to galvanise and collectively take action with our money to say this isn't good enough? Um, and also to do that ethically, because we yeah, know yeah. that for women, there is just typically there, you know, globally, it's something like for every $1 that a woman earns, like I think 80% goes back into her community. Um, I think it's compared to 30% of, um, for a man. So that's like a global statistic. But I think we've seen that, you know, in Australia, the key drivers of ethical investment are women. So yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's for us, like we see our fund as being really providing that space for a voice as well as also making sure that funds are not invested in things like fossil fuels, um, armaments, guns, um, live export, refugees and asylum seekers, detention centres. Um, so for us, that's, that's kind of where it all, all came from. I love it. It's so good. Years ago, years and years ago, I used to uh, work with the, uh, Queen Victoria Women's Centre teaching financial literacy for women, and we'd have someone come in from a, um, a superannuation fund to talk about ethical investment. Um, but there was never this conversation about, you know, it, it was about empowering women to think about money. But there was still like no go-to place to, like you said, having the your it's having your girlfriend there saying, hey, you know that thing, that money thing. Yeah. Let's let's get this done. I love that. Yeah, could you, yeah. Alex, could you just backtrack us for a second? Because a bunch of people that are listening to this won't be in Australia and they may not know what you mean when you say superannuation, superannuation fund. So could you just like give us um, a, like a dummies version to what we're talking about for, for folks that might not know? Yeah, sure. So Australia has a, a superannuation guarantee scheme, which is basically where um, if you meet certain requirements as an Australian employee, you get given um, 9.5% of your wage is directed towards um, a, a superannuation fund, which is um, it's a managed fund, which you cannot access until you reach a preservation age. So until you reach you know, retirement I know preservation age. Isn't that just an awful word? Like, <laughs> like a preserve, like a like a lemon or something. I was thinking more like mummy. You know, like yeah. Preserve. Anyway, um, that's, sorry, that's, that's yes, that's that's the um the technical technical term, but it's right. it's because it's different ages depending upon what year you you know um what bracket you fall into. Right. So um, effectively, your employer will add to that every you know it's mandatory to add every quarter uh, and then those funds they build over time and then they're there for you to access to subsidize your retirement um, so you know there are some issues with superannuation I think in Australia um, we have really utilized this system as a way for the government to avoid providing adequate welfare services um, and kind of putting that burden back on the individual um, which I think is, is is a broader is a broader industry 
issue and that we and a social issue that we need to definitely be aware of. But it has actually been, you know, a highly successful um, scheme that the government has kind of implemented. And I think we've had compulsory super now since 1991. So we're really seeing some of the benefits of that for people who are retiring you know, now um, or will retire in the, like, next decade. Um, and it is, I think, one of only, you know, three or four countries in the world that have compulsory superannuation. Um, so, Susan, so, I'm not sure yeah. what a, I don't know what a 401k is, but it, there's something similar there. Tracy says in the UK it's called a personal pension. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and, and also so New Zealand has KiwiSaver and the 401k is um, the US kind of version, but none of those countries have a compulsory, um, a compulsory system like we do. Well, here's the thing though, Alex, because it's compulsory if you're an employee and an employer, but for these yeah. women, they're uh, definitely the ones in Australia, they're sole traders. And so yeah. it ain't compulsory until they make it compulsory. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I think that, I think that, look, I think the benefit is that ultimately the way that the super system has been constructed is it automatically disengages the individual. I don't know about you, but you know, I, I've got a number of friends who um, had multiple different jobs and they didn't even know that they had certain super funds opened because their employer is required to pay super, um, but they're not necessarily like they're required to ask you for the details, but they can just open a fund for you. They can just mm. say, well, mm. that's our fund. There it goes. Um, and so, whereas for me, I can't fathom, imagine having an employer who just put your wage in some random bank account that they opened for you. I mean, I never thought about it like that, but you're totally right. That's my money. That's your money. <laughs> and it's, it's immediately we're disengaged. So I think that actually being a sole trader, being self-employed, contractor, like you are the ones that are actually potentially the least disengaged and the ones that can yeah. benefit much more from being aware of what your super is, where it is, what fees you're paying, what insurance premiums are coming out of your super, how many funds you have open, you know, all of those questions are things that because it doesn't just happen for you, you can be more aware and more engaged. So I see it as an opportunity once you're aware of it. And, and one of the things I love about your company is that it's cool and it's accessible and you, you all look a bit like me and it's, and, and I think for, um, I suspect that for a lot of people in this community that, that it all is just in the too hard basket or it's overwhelming or I don't understand and all the fine print and lots of paperwork and so I'm just going to sort of ignore it. But yeah. in fact, the sort of empowerment you're talking about only comes when you lean in and engage with it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what we've tried to make as easy as possible. So like joining Verve, it's all online. There's no forms um, that you have to fill out to join the fund. Uh, you just need your tax file number. We match our system with the ATO to see what other funds you have open. Click of a button to switch it over. Um, obviously, we encourage people to take, you know, some, I've had people call and say, oh my gosh, like that happened. It was very fast. Is that normal? What's what's going on here? Um, so we it's like it's like last time I changed my super fund, it was very difficult. Um, and so we do encourage people to take take your time and and you know make that consideration that's right for you. But when you're ready, like it's it's a coffee break. It's less than that, mm. um, which I think is is quite uh, is quite a, a weight off your shoulders if you're looking at just a quick win. I know we all have. I was 
I was listening to something the other day and it was about, um, oh, it was called errand fatigue. It's like there, it's like when there's those things on your list that you just cannot seem to get to. Oh, I and have that. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's, when, it's because we're too busy <laughs> and there's those things on the, on, on the, um, yeah, I guess, I guess on the list that we just don't get to. And this is one of those things that I, like, I promise you, there is elements of easy win in this um, and it pays off in the long term because we've obviously, the sooner you get this stuff sorted, the sooner you can benefit more from kind of that compound interest um, and, and that long-term investment. So yeah, we have tried to make it as easy as possible. And then again, I will say for like people who are self-employed, you can set up a reoccurring debit that goes straight into your super fund. Um, you know, it, it's pretty easy. It's all online to set that up. Um, so we've tried to encourage and make it easier and we're about to hopefully launch just um, a reminder system, which if you're not making contributions, we reach out to you oh, if you are. That's cool. Just got to be careful because ultimately like there is a line around financial advice and we can't cross yeah. that. So we can't say like you have to be contributing. It's more, you know, just as a, a friend, it's like your friendly friend, just hello, letting you know, um, it's, it's time to think about it if you haven't thought about it this quarter or um, because I think that would be a real help. And so if people say uh, um, I do, I can, I put as much as I can into my super for a tax benefit and all that good stuff. But for yeah. people that are thinking, okay, this woman's starting to make sense. Maybe I should contribute, but I don't feel like I've got that much left. Like I don't have 25 grand to just stick it in the thing at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, what's, is there a, is it, can you just get started with anything? Like, is it something is better than nothing sort of situation? Yeah. So a couple of things that I would recommend is um, one, well, just as a, as a side note, there's no minimum to contribute. So um, if you've got, you know, 20 bucks a week and you want to put that in, that's fantastic. The other thing I would suggest is, is jumping on the Money Smart website. The government has some really wonderful resources. Yeah. The reason why we send you there is because, they're typically the most accurate because they have to be um, and they're not really kind of, there's no sales kind of uh, pitch that's going on. Mm. Um, and I would just have a play. There's a tool, which is like a how you're tracking tool. Mm. Um, I think there's, there's a, a piece that we've done on our website for um, self-employed. I'm just kind of bringing that up now. Um, I think the link is somewhere in there as well. So it kind of takes you through um what you like what kind of retirement do you what kind of what do you need what how are you tracking also if you have taken time out or you're looking to take time out of the workforce to care for children looking at the parity of superannuation in your household and kind of reflecting on you know should there be some kind of co-contribution going on from from a partner's account um to reflect the time that you're taking out of the workforce to care for either you know elderly parents or um, children or, yeah. or whoever else it may be. Um, and I would say, I would say starting with the, how you're tracking tool and really just sitting down and thinking, okay, well, um, where am I at today? And if I, if I've got this much to add and, or if I, if I can only do half that, what's it going to look like, but I can guarantee you it's going to be more than nothing. So, um, I think anything that you can contribute earlier, great. Yesterday, I finished reading um, Denise Duffield Thomas's book, Get Rich Lucky Bitch. And one of the things she was talking about towards the end was that, for, uh, that she was talking about women and sabotaging wealth, 
creation. And yeah. she was saying that for some women, they actually have, because of uh, past beliefs and conditioning, whatever, they actually have a resistance to saving. Like they have a level of discomfort with saving because they've never done it before. And they like, yeah. because it's, it's this thing of, well, if I've got something left over, like, do I deserve to have something left over or, or I should give that to someone else if there's anything left over. And, and so I hear I, reading that and then thinking about saving for the future. Um, I wonder if sometimes, particularly for yoga teachers who want to help people all the time, you know, we can sort of really be our worst enemy when it comes to you're allowed to make more than you need and you're allowed to actually keep that bit more than you need and use it for later. I wonder, ladies, that are, um, Susan and Tracy, I'm wondering if what you think about that, uh, uh, can we sometimes, um, is, is not paying ourselves, not paying ourselves into our savings funds, whether it's superannuation or whatever, um, not just a, like, it, 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 it can feel like it's some kind of an emotional block as well. It's not simply just, oh, I forgot, or I don't have enough money, or because like you said, tw I mean, everybody can figure out 20 bucks a week. If that's just don't do this, do that, or. Well, so uh, like, wait, are we bringing Susan and Tracy in or? So I'll just type into the chat if they. Oh, okay. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Tracy says, I have a tendency to want to save and not want to spend. Oh, that's the. That's good. <laughs> want to save and not spend. That's excellent. Look, I, I think it's really interesting because I also, you know, the, 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 the women that I know in, in the yoga community that I, I'm in and I, just for reference, I live um, just north of Byron Bay and kind of the northern rivers of New South Wales. And um, I, I'm really lucky to be surrounded by lots of conscious spenders. Mm. Um, and they, there's a real shift around not just over consumption. So hopefully that tendency that shifts us towards saving more and buying less stuff. Mm. Um, however, we do speak a lot around what you're working out what your money mindset is, mm. what your money patterns are, and they typically have formulated through your you know development years. So as a child, what was going on in your household around money? What were the money stories being told there? And then what have you adapted since then through either negative or really positive financial experiences? Um, and I think I, I think. It just to take a minute, you know, and we kind of call it like a, a money mindset, like a mindset minute or a money minute or whatever it is, um, where you can think about like what what's going on for you? What are the stories that you're telling yourself around money mm. that you want to let go of? Um, and then from there, working out doing your planning and your goal setting and your budgeting and, you know, because it's from that conscious place, which I think would be very natural as a place to come from for if, if you, if you are a practitioner, um, but just bringing those two worlds together, like don't leave that, that, that yoga mindset behind on the mat, bring it into these financial discussions and don't allow any of the trauma that exists around money to flow through into how you manage this tool. I love that. We often talk about money just being another way of, capturing energy like it's not inherently yep. bad or good it's just a way that we exchange energy so yep. so for um these ladies you know we solo um solopreneurs uh 
looking to make more money in business, but maybe haven't actually set up the financial structures to that you would, if you had a bricks and mortar, you would probably set up some, and if you had employees, you would set up some financial systems. But if you mm. kind of work from home and your desk is sort of your kitchen table and you're doing other things as well, you know, what, what if we're starting to think about, okay, in taking myself seriously as a businesswoman, I do need to start thinking about saving for the future. Where do we get started? Super. Um, because I mean, like there is, there are real tax benefits in depending mm. upon your tax bracket. So if you're, if you're a low income earner, it's less beneficial. Um, but I would, I would like, that's where to start. I really truly believe that, um, that is, it's not the only place that you should be looking at, but it is, it's looking after your future. And just, I think you touched on it before that kind of mentality that like, if I've got extra, I should be kind of giving it away. And, and, but ultimately also, if you do, if, if we exist in a system where right now we don't have like universal, like aged care, um, yeah. like an aged pension. So if, if you are not thinking about that and what your future needs will be, you're almost, you're, it's kind of short-sighted in terms yeah. of, um, you don't have extra because that that version of you will will have needs and um your ability to kind of support yourself on ongoing relates to your needs today so i would just urge like it's very easy to think that the future is very far away and it doesn't apply to today but it's if if we operate that way we miss a really important opportunity to take responsibility for our own situation and then ensure that we can continue giving in whatever capacity as we go throughout life. And it's not just I'm giving for this stage of my life and then mm. the next stage I'm taking. It's actually much more interwoven. Um, so I, I would say starting with Super, your retirement plan and just thinking about it, just if, even if it's just every six months or annually a time that you put aside to reflect on your superannuation. Um, and then I would say, if you've got, if you've got any, like I would say, you know, we, we often talk about if there's any debt lying around that needs to be dealt with um, before you kind of jumping into any, you know, fun investing kind of additional, you know, shares and that sort of thing um, to really work through that. Um, and then it would be, you know, if you do have a lump sum of, of money just hanging about, um, that goes beyond your savings buffer, which is another thing that we also discuss is, you know, three to six months of your income in your savings account. Um, and then, then it would be kind of anything left over kind of goes to uh, investing in things that are going to give you a better return than say just a, a regular bank account. Um, but I kind of say that all very quickly because, <laughs> but it's actually, there's lots of steps in that process um, of kind of getting really strong financial foundations. Um, and we, so we have to all of our members, we offer a six step money and mindset program, mm -hmm. uh, which is about 90 minutes of video content and lots of different like kind of worksheets that will um, give you the pathways to setting that um, money management system, to looking at your insurance, to thinking about, you know, how you can bust any debt that you've got or, um, or potentially invest and how to, how to actually start investing. Um, mm. so we, we do kind of take you through that. And that's a huge part of everything that we're about is how 
how do we, instead of telling you what to do, instead of saying, go and see a financial advisor, it's actually about how do you become more informed with how to use the tool? You know, how it's the same thing with going to see a health practitioner. You go and see them, but ultimately you should be learning about your own health. And or going to a yoga class, you go to class, but then you still got to do your own practice at home. Yeah, yeah. And so I think we've got to start seeing money in the same way, and it's just a practice. So I, I really love, and just I mean, I get really excited about this stuff now in my own life. For years, it was all too hard. I had funds all over the place. Like I remember going to this like cliche accountant who did some kind of like push it through the machine and it comes out with like and all wrong and it cost me all this he even had like spaghetti stain on the tie like the whole thing you know the button really um yeah. like a cartoon accountant um and but now these days like I've, i love going and seeing my accountant i love the like the way that she gets ideas from me i love going and talking to my finance guy and what i can do yeah. next and um and it like it feels um i want to use the word playful but not in an irresponsible way it's like there was this whole other part of my life that I was ignoring that actually yeah. when I choose to be empowered about it it's great it's really I'm really excited about this stuff now yeah I think I mean that's like that's so exciting to hear because I think a lot of the time there's just so much denial and, yes. and so much like oh if I just I don't want to look I don't want to know I don't want to know if it's not if I don't know it's I, it's better and um, my husband does the bills or yes 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 oh, I, yeah I, I had a, um, a, a discovery a call with a, a potential client last week and she had a very bad financial situation with her previous yoga business and had carried a lot of debt and and so she was um, you know she was running this story of she was irresponsible with money and all of these other things that didn't trust herself anymore. Again, different type of avoidance of, of actually getting in there and getting your hands dirty. I think it's really. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, there, there, there are those money stories again. I, yeah. like, I think the other thing that we've got to remember is um, we exist the way I, the way I talk about it is we exist within this system and right now, as, we, as, as we've mentioned, these kind of poor financial outcomes for women in retirement, yes. like that is not because we are bad with money. It is just, it is not why, it's not because we are bad with money. It is because we have been existing in a system that undervalues us, both financially, socially, all of the above. And this is just one of those outcomes. It's a symptom of that, that kind of structural inequality. So caregivers are not valued. People who work in the healthcare industry are not valued. People who want flexible living where they're contributing to community as well as, as financial work. Um, you know, people who take time out to raise children, there's no, there's no, there's not even a measurement in our GDP for how, for, um, for kind of, parenting or um even um things like there's uh, like um breastfeeding and what how much productivity actual breast milk adds to our our economy this stuff is it's it's tangible and yet it's not measured and the result that we end up with is a system where women are financially losing out so i think as much as so it's really interesting and it's great because we kind of have had like a bit of half of this conversation where we've really talked about 
your mindset, the things you can do and how you can engage. And absolutely, there are things and steps that we can take and ways that we can reverse this situation. But ultimately, we exist in this context. So it is not your fault because you don't have enough or you don't know enough about money. This situation has been created and we are trying to reverse it on a systemic level. And that takes all of us. I think that's just such an incredibly powerful message. I was was going to ask you, maybe we can get into a little bit more detail. And I think if you look at the yoga industry, it is mostly women who work in the yoga industry. So, and they are caring people and a lot of parents and yeah. So doing charitable works, believing in philanthropy and giving back. So I can see how as a sector, um, I can also see how just by, from what you said as a sector that exists and that's our reality. But I imagine that we would um, like, there's a shame around it. There's like a, a, like you said, it's it's because I'm bad at money or it's my fault or I, rather than no, this is a systemic problem. And we live in a, it's, it's structural, it's structured this way. I think that's just so empowering. Yeah. And I think, I think, well, for me, that's, that, that's what's quite motive. That, you know, there's different things that get you going. And, and I think for me, one of them is when, when we look at a power dynamic, which is really devalued um, people that are working hard and trying to contribute to community. And there are others that are just kind of clipping the ticket. Um, and that, that I find just, just enraging. Um, so, so there's, there's nothing like that for, for us and the way that we, um, the way that we work at Verve is we don't want to come out to like, we're not here to say that, um, it's just one super fund that's going to shift this. This is going to take, um, you know, like a much greater change, but we see ourselves as being part of that and being a collective of women that have said, enough's enough. Um, we're going to not only take charge of our own financial situation, but we are going to, um, we're going to demand that the system changes. And, and yeah, I think I'd be really interested to know for you, like with like how you have gotten to this point of feeling like such joy in, in your finance, um, financial relationships. Um, how, how have, how did you tread that path? Um, uh, well, it's been a long path and it's not, it's one that I like, I'm st- sorry, there's a fly in my I know, mind. I can see it. It's really, it's really, it's really taking a beeline for you. <laughs> um, I think, well, um, um, all of that mindset stuff that work that you did, I think I, I, I realized this is what happened, uh, what, 10 more years ago. Um, I had a breakup, lost everything. All my money was in my former partner's house, paid off that mortgage and all the rest of it had nothing couch surfing had a business couldn't work like nothing like you know, homeless ridiculous and I realized I hadn't actually spent any money on myself for years very generous let's go to Paris for our anniversary but never on myself so I um that hit me because while I was sleeping on someone's couch and so I pay I signed up for a 200 hour yoga teacher training it was eight thousand US dollars the most money I'd ever, not, I hadn't even bought a car for that much money. Like it was the most money I'd ever spent on anything. And I didn't want to be a yoga teacher. Didn't really know what I was doing, but I wanted to challenge myself to spend a scary amount of money on me. And so the yoga teaching journey and healing my money story have, have been, when was that? 2008. That's kind of all been mashed in together. And, and 
it and and it's like the metaphor that we talk about all the time in yoga it's just always revelation always peeling off more layers and recognizing that i'm still doing dumb stuff i thought i'd figured all of that out but i'm still like reading this book yesterday like oh man i'm still doing this dumb thing because i think that i think that money is also um there is a you know we talk about uh, you know energy and the um i think money is correct me if i'm wrong you ladies but money is very much associated with the root chakra which is all about like identity like it's really enmeshed with who we are and how we see ourselves in the world so it's pretty fundamental stuff and and it can be um how you use it and how you feel about it and how you interact with it can be a symptom of underlying kind of personal development work. I don't know if that's true for you, Susan and Tracy, but definitely was the case for me for sure. For sure. Yeah, I think, I think we, you know, the peeling back of the onion, we can also use that to deepen our knowledge around particular areas. And I think mm. it's, it's really interesting that that's kind of how your journey's unfolded because it's almost like the time and energy that you've put into yourself, you've also had to unravel that in, in a, in a kind of monetary sense as well. Yeah. And so it's, you've really gone from the base up. And I think that we see, like, we see like quite a lot of women who, who get in touch with us when they're, you know, I'm just getting the, the check from my partner's um, superannuation, which is about to go into my super. I didn't get paid super for 30, but um, 20 years. So I was taking care of children and yeah. I'm the bad I'm the bad one amongst our friendship group because I'm the one that's taking his super and how dare I? Wow. Um, and this kind of it's just like this revelation that is happening along with a major life event as well. Yes. yes. Breakdown of relationships. Yes. And money can often be at the center of that. And I think that therefore, if it can be at the center of it in turmoil, it can also be the center of it in 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 success and in in enjoy um and i think that we we do see it as almost a bit of a dirty word in mm. across in all contexts really mm. but i think even particularly in success and that as you're starting to align you know emotionally physically and on your path you can also be aligning with with your money uh, and that will be prospering as well um, but also that it's not your fault if it isn't all happening at once either, because if you're taking those steps, you know, it's interesting because, um, like I, I, I come from, like I um, trained as a kinesiologist and like I do, um, understand and work with energy quite a lot. And yeah. it's interesting. And I, I feel like that role is incredibly important as, as a co-founder of a super fund, because mm. I think if we have more, uh, people who understand energy and understand healing in, in this space, we will also see the changes that we need to see from our big businesses. Um, and, you know, I think when, when it's such what all we can commit to, and I think this is the same for your money story is just showing up, doing the work, getting to know, you know, the numbers that you need to know, like we have these kind of six numbers that we, talk about in the course, making sure that you're aware and then letting go, mm. you know, set mm. up the system, yes. do the work and yeah. then let it go. And we want people to be engaged with their money, but we don't, it is not the driver. No, 
and it's not the it's not holding on because abundance is about flow it's not about like I, I remember vividly this woman who one of the women who came to this the trainings that I used to do um and she like you said divorce she'd been the you know he did everything um she she owned an island like this lady had a crap ton of money she didn't know how to write a check like she was she you know just an infant with money she was so disempowered so I think it's also this thing about when I get money then I'll get smart about it mm. but but um it doesn't matter where you're at with how much you have you can be smart with what you've got like now now is the right time yeah absolutely and you can also if you're thinking about you know, what kind of produce you're buying, like, and who you're buying it from. And you're thinking about what kind of, you don't use plastic bags anymore. You know, if you're doing that, then you also need to think about, okay, well, I've got this money in my bank or my super fund or um, that's in, you know, does my bank lend to the fossil fuel industry? Does it, does it, you know, it does my super fund because majority of mainstream funds do. Um, And is that the future that I want to be creating? Is that in alignment? with me and my values um and you know what does ignoring that money do you know in terms of ignoring the impact that it's having as well so yeah I I think no matter how much you've got it's you know now is the time and it's also the time to develop your own dialogue and relationship with this tool you know with this resource um, so that it can benefit you and your community in in the best way possible. I really so. love that message of for anybody, you know, okay, I, I feel still feel scared about looking at opening the envelopes and looking at my own balances, but I'll do this because I know that it's important to be part of a movement for change. Like I love that yeah. message. If I don't feel like I'm worthy of it or I don't want to think about my retirement, I want to make sure that I'm helping to contribute to making things better. Yes, exactly. And also like if, if money is an energy source and if money is this kind of this financial resource that we, and and power that we have access to, Mm. we are doing other women a disservice by not stepping into our own um, power to claim it. Yes. Um, And so it's, it isn't selfish. It isn't, um, it isn't, you know, consumerist it is just it is part of a movement where we have and that's why you know people like it's funny we had a before we started verve we were going and we were chatting to different kind of creative agencies about our branding and um we had a, a we walked into an office and started chatting to somebody and it was on recommendation from a friend but it was a man who was the creative director and he kind of sat there and he looked at me and he's so why why you why why are you doing this? Why are you starting this fund? And, you know, but, and what's your background and who, who are you? And like, we just, and we, we, like, <laughs> we, we walked out and we were like, people do not have asked those questions of two men in suits. Just no way. There's no way. We're a client. You should be like, how amazing what you're doing. Like it was just, it was this, I kind of, who are you to be, to be doing this? And I think this, this is why, as I said, together, we need to change the perception that women don't belong in these spaces yeah. and that the damage that us 
not, well, it's like, well, if not us, who? Because yeah. right now, this whole industry, the Banking Royal Commission has shown that it's very questionable. So in fact, like question them a little bit more and maybe invite some other players and other kind of contributors into this space. And that comes from women stepping into their power. That comes from saying, there's not enough of us in this space. Let's go. Because when we're there, we have we consider our community more, we consider health and well-being more, we we take responsibility, there's much more accountability. You know, that they are um, hopefully they will be, you know, beyond gender, those traits, but right now they are sitting very strongly with women. So we need to take that to everywhere that we can find and do it together. Love it. And more, you know, when, when, when the good people got more of the money and doing great things with it, I think the world is a better place. So yay yeah, for all of it, Alex. Where can we, where can we find you? People are going to be listening to this and thinking, Oh my God, I want to know more about this. Where can we find you? So we are on the gram, verb.super. Um, we're also on Twitter and we're on Insta and we're on Facebook, but you can find our website at www.verbsuper.com.au. And that's also where you can join as well online. It's, as I said, a very a rapidly speedy process. Um, and then if you have any questions at all, just send us an email at hello at verbsuper.com.au um, or give us a ring and um, we'll have a chat. Been so good. Thanks so much. I've, I've see how good are these conversations? So good. oh, they're amazing, and I'm so grateful to you, Amy, for creating this community and getting women to really think about you know their financial hygiene and like how they're tracking and um and supporting themselves in you know in their work in this way and valuing you know value, putting money into themselves, putting that eight grand, taking that leap, um, and I just I really appreciate it. So thank you so much. Awesome. You're very welcome. So good. I hope you enjoyed that fabulous Yogi Superstar. Want more from me? Subscribe to this podcast or follow me on Insta at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Talk again soon.